Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Crossroad for July 4th weekend. Yes, happy uh, 4th of July weekend to all of our United States listeners. Happy Canada Day to all of our Canadian listeners, and happy shaking your heads at North Americans Day for everybody else worldwide. But yes, we have a great show coming up for you. It is a slow news week, but uh, some interesting conversation. We're also going to talk about some very American things like stamps and coins. Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo! Start smoking again? Uh, only like four or five packs a day, right? Oh, that should, okay. should not be that bad of him. Yeah, he's cut down. Yeah. Good for you. I can quit whenever I want. You don't know me. Yeah, no. Uh, Why well, are you pretending to be drunk? We're talking about saying, shut up! <laughs> what? So, so I don't smoke cigarettes and I don't know how they affect me. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, so the CBC uh, report made a posted a news item today uh, warning people not to eat uh, cookie dough, raw cookie dough. Uh, okay. Because yeah. well, because apparently flour is you know a good way to get you know, E. coli and right. Aren't, isn't there? There's raw eggs in cookie dough too, aren't there? Yeah. Well, yeah. But Kinda. frankly, raw eggs are less of an issue. Huh. You listen to Alton Brown, raw eggs. Like we are so over the top freaky worried about eggs that it's it's an old worry that doesn't uh, really exist at the same level these days anymore. that makes sense but uh, but E. coli and all that you know, I mean it's it's flour it's a, it's like when you think about it it's the last of the things we go to the store to buy that's packaged loose do you know what I mean like it's just uh, I don't know put a bunch of it in the bag uh, everything yeah, else no, that is processed sugar everything else is like processed super zapped you know what i mean like yeah your flower pack not airtight yeah not um, airtight so. just sits there some of them are always open like you gotta go through and yeah. find the ones not open so they're like they're like uh want people don't eat don't eat rock you don't and immediately the responses started to come in one of them was a picture i forget what it was from but the, it was a meme with the, and the text but you're not my supervisor <laughs> uh, another one was oh the slot how about no <laughs> And then the best response was, how about you go f*** yourself? <laughs> <laughs> like the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> oh, shoot, we'll have to beat that out. That's fine, that's fine. We'll... How about you go frack yourself? Frack. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> let's just say a lot of Bunk Canadians yourself. went, no! Oh, that's funny. And um, the thing is, I, I think they're, I haven't even read the article. I'm pretty sure they're, because they're talking about it in the flower. I'm pretty sure they're talking about it as a um, homemade thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not 100% sure it extends to the hyper-processed Pillsbury Doughboy. No way. Cookie dough in a tube, right? Oh, man, that's all preservative and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, you're in, you're in good shape there. Or like I cookie dough ice CB- cream and, yeah. Oh, is the CBC aware that Dairy Queen has a uh, <laughs> cookie dough blizzard? <laughs> that's... There's just going to be a hazmat uh, quarantine set up around the Dairy Queen next time you go to get a blizzard and... Yeah. You took too long. I drank all my juice. Hang on, I'm gonna get an echo. I deserve 
Wait, do you have a, you have a fridge in your? What is what's happening here? Don't have my headphones in. Do you? Do you I don't have, have a fridge in. in the secret studio now? He doesn't have his headphones in. Did you? Do you have a fridge in the secret studio now? No, I don't. Oh, okay. All right. It sounded like you um, walked over to a fridge, opened it up. No, that was grabbed. before. I can't bring myself to throw out cans I've emptied. I have a 12 flat, like with the the, the ecto cooler, the box, the flat yeah. they came in. Yeah. So I have to have 12 cans, empty or full, to fill it. Duh. Uh, well, uh, so that's uh, what yeah. it was. I went reaching past the, <coughs> the empty ones. You gotta go one. past your empties. Gotta get a full one. <laughs> no, I don't really need a fridge down here either. This is the basement, and the basement is well, it's a basement. It's nice mostly and chilly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got. It's not chilly, but it puts every. Let's put a room temperature for liquids year round because it's the middle of summer now, and even now it's still holding. Uh, it's. Not gonna give you a nice cold drink, but it's not a warm. You know when you open up a can of pop and it's yeah. warm. No, it doesn't do that. You'll always get a just a hint below room to like cool. Yeah. What, so what, okay. What's the expiration date on that ecto cooler that you're drinking? Just out of curiosity, is it the April stuff? Well, I did buy it for the dollar store, so who the hell knows? Uh, I want to say that yeah, some of oh, it expired is. in April, some of it expired in May. Uh, February sixth, twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, that's all, just that's that's just it's a, a guideline. That's I mean, a guideline. It's, that's to it's protect sugar themselves. and water. Like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It also says underneath it twenty forty one. Now, while logically I know that's not a year, I'm just gonna <laughs> pretend it is. So, this <laughs> actually that might be the that might be the real thing. They're like. Actually, for all we know, the top means that's just when it was bottled. That's yeah. not an expiry. That's a, it was twenty forty one is when it's good until it's good until twenty forty one. That's let's just pretend that. I mean, it makes sense when it's just the cockroaches uh, here after the <laughs> nuclear war occurs. There's going to be Twinkies and there's going to be ecto cooler, and it's going to be a sweet, sweet irony that those are the two things that still exist on this earth. <laughs> Cockroach Twitter, bring back ecto cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Forget humans, bring back ecto cooler. My I'm for sure, the... sure recipe to pretend ecto cooler. <laughs> I look forward to listening to the all roach broadcast of the cross rip in the year 2045. Coming soon. <laughs> to Greetings, fellow cockroaches. Ear roach radio, whatever roach whatever the podcaster to... is at the point. <laughs> Ear roach. Salty and irradiated in the morning. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. All right. Well, should we uh, should we get into the meat of the order here? It's it's late. You're <laughs> drinking ecto cooler. We're talking about the roaches taking over Joe's apartment style. Heist like... today. Who cares? We flourish in the darkness. <laughs> uh, let's do news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, so uh, let's lead off with IDW. Ghost, Ghostbusters yeah. 101 number four. That's... that's uh, Fresh it's on my Wednesday. mind because I read it's it. Uh, yeah, it's it's Wednesday as we're <laughs> recording this. So, uh, for all of you that do not have it yet, uh, go pick it up because it's actually it's it's a great issue. I mean, three really set the stage. Four is now you know kind of what we've all been waiting for. So, 
Yeah. Uh, if you have been keeping up and you haven't read issue number four, you're missing out. You're missing out sorely. Um, I, I I only was able to give it a quick read uh, during my lunch break this uh, afternoon, but um, I, I really liked what I read. Chris, did you get a chance to give it a read? Yes, I did. Yeah, we we, we won't talk up, spoilery uh, here. Don't don't worry. Don't be no, no. Scram- yeah. scrambling for the skip button. We won't spoil anything here for you. But uh, but yeah, pretty pretty solid issues uh, through and through. Uh, yeah, no, it um, it's still too short. <laughs> These increments are too short. Like it just feels like yeah. it's getting rolling. And then they're like, "See you next time." And it's like, Ugh. "All ah. right, ah, oh, all right." And and it's funny because this this issue too, you really start to feel the constraints of the twenty two pages because they. At one point, again, this isn't spoiling anything, but at one point they phone back to talk to some of the new recruits. And you're like, oh, yeah, we have all of the other new people in the Dramatis Persona that we haven't even seen yet or heard from in this issue. So, they're, you know, Eric's trying to juggle all of these characters and make sure that, you know, everybody gets a little bit of time if they can. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's got to be a bit of a puzzle for them. Yeah, it's um, well, this one seemed less convoluted than like the first ones where all the students were there right and, uh, yeah and uh oh just the, all the characters were kind of there this one's getting much more tighter it's down to um it's getting down to the 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 two teams uh who are then also allowed their uh personal assistant janine and kevin and then the alternate uh backup which they've gone with uh, uh kylie and uh our kevin yeah. Our Kevin. Yeah. Universe A Kevin, whatever you want to call it. Kevin A. When I, when I Michael Tanaka. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's still Michael. When I say yeah. our Kevin, I mean Michael. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it um it's uh, much tighter than it's been even last episode, I believe yeah. the students showed up and all that. So this one feels a lot more directed at watching the teams and all that. So I'm okay with that. It's yeah, it's like I said, it's getting exciting. It's getting exciting. They're they're now able to do you know they're they've got some room to breathe. If you've kept up on the previews and the little hints and teases and and sample pages that have come out, uh, you do know that they mention you know the the fact that some of the characters may look like uh, some people that were encountered and answer the call that that was discussed. And uh, there are there are some budding relationships which have been really interesting and and fun to see start to to blossom. Um, yeah, it's it's also fun watching um, the two teams, mostly the the original movie teams, uh, discuss which traits of the uh, ATC team <laughs> is similar to them. Yeah, like it's it's like uh, Shoning and Burnham are working out there who's supposed to be who. Everybody else just <laughs> went. Holtzman is he gone? Yeah, and it just yeah. it does not match properly. They have to, so they're going across, kind of, kind of laying out who they feel the characters are modeled after or anal- analogous to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and vice versa. It feels like the the relative newbies are in awe of the experience and the equipment and equipment. Yes, uh, all, all of the stuff that these <laughs> Ghostbusters have at their disposal. Which that's that's also been a lot of fun to see. Uh, is yeah. you know, there's uh, uh, again I, I'm trying to keep it into to broad uh, like keep painting with a broad brush here, but uh, there is a great interaction between Patty and Winston uh, that I think in particular I really enjoyed in this this issue. So uh, yeah. I won't I won't go into detail, but um, 
it's yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a good issue. Uh, and I'm, you know, speaking of it not being long enough, if this is only six issues now, right? Is that what we decided? Yeah. We're so two thirds of the way through. We're coming to a close here, but I'm also I'm getting the feeling that they're really sowing seeds here for beyond yeah. 101. Like we're gonna this will move beyond 101. Yeah, yeah. Um, and not only that, we're <laughs> the whole premise is that the two universes are overlapped. And while there is something catastrophic going on in terms of this is letting ghosts loose, it's not. It doesn't seem to be catastrophic in terms of the people, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. the New Yorkers. Other than the weirdness of things like duplicate uh, uh, Statue of Liberties, yeah. which we found out last time, and all that, like it seems to be coming together semi naturally. So. I, I don't know, semi-podcast bet right now that this is setting the stage for just letting them stay together. Mm. Yeah, I kind of get that feeling, too. It almost has a feeling of, like, uh, uh, the Brady Bunch, families coming together, like, here's all of our stuff, here's all of your stuff, all in the same area. Uh, like, <laughs> and, and quite literally, there's a panel where it's yeah. all of the stuff in one area. Um, yeah, if yeah, Dan Shoney doesn't do you. a Brady Bunch grid <laughs> headshot cover i quit with kevin as alice is that would That's that be appropriate there <laughs> um <laughs> yeah that was one of the amusing parts is that the atc universe gear is starting to show up in the the original firehouse and kevin takes it upon himself to run around with sticky notes labeling <laughs> ours ours versus theirs yeah ours versus there and one he saved for himself labeled me uh so He's got to got to make sure that he doesn't forget who he belongs to. Who yeah. he belongs? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. No, there's lots of, and that's the other thing is they're starting to. There's this time more than even last time, they're letting the characters um, come through while they interact yeah. with uh, another character. So as you say, Patty and Winston have a really great interaction. Uh, Ray and Holtzman. Um, Abby and Egon and Janine, and to a lesser degree, uh, Janine and uh, and Kevin. Yeah, uh, Jan- Janine is, by all intents purposes, for all intents and purposes, stuck babysitting Kevin back at the office. Yeah, it, um, it's like dog sitting if you're believing what she. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah like and it. like, it's too short. It's it's too short, but again, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Like Aaron comes out as a very strong character now because you now get a sense of her personality, her her anxiety her uh neuroses uh that that all shines through and uh yeah and yeah and uh abby shows off just how technically capable she is yeah like it's funny right. even though that she has none of the personality traits of egon she is for all intents and purposes the technological science equivalent yeah. of egon in the in the answer to the call team holds her own with egon yeah it's, it's cool yeah. to see them sort of pair off like that um, yeah so like like I said and those things are the hints that I keep picking up. Some of them are just literally outright saying you know he she reminds me of right or yeah. or in more subtler cases like Abby and Egon running around. It's not said outright but you do see that she's able to uh, she's behind the curve in terms of if of time on the clock compared to Egon but she's more than capable of jumping into you know his gear and his science and what he's up to and yeah. all this sort of thing. Which so, definitely, if, if they do proceed down the path where they're mer- merging the two universes or keeping the two universes, uh, uh, overlapping the kind of the way that they are, um, 
that's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of good story opportunities there because you're going to be able to have yeah. like two two egon like characters trying to solve a crazy problem while everybody else is out on the road and there's there's going to be a lot of, of great opportunities there so um yeah it's yeah. it's fun i think it also for everybody who complains about merging these things i think it's a real great opportunity to dial in the original characters a bit more because sure, they have yeah. at times have had to fill roles they're not necessarily or weren't necessarily designed for uh, you know, so if Egon needs a science equivalent, Ray almost always steps up to the plate, but that makes Egon slightly less of a mad genius if Ray is right there with him. Yeah, like, yeah. Not often do we see Ray have to be like, there's no reason why Ray shouldn't understand it, but he, a lot of the times, just to keep things moving, he, in, you know, previous series and all that, is right there with him. And it's like, well, it'd be more fun. If they didn't have to do that, it'd be more fun if they could dial in more on their their core personality traits and not have to Deus Ex Machina yeah, here, yeah. there, and everywhere. Uh, Winston's the same way. Like at a tech level, a lot of times Winston's just on board. That's not to say that Winston can't be technical, but it's uh, it's it's something that's grown over time. It's not something that was necessarily uh, um, original to the character, Peter. By, at the same time, has been way less skeptical and way less cynical. You know what I mean? Which is a key trait to him. Yeah. That they've just sort of shaved off, and partially because it makes sense that after being in business all this time, he has to. <laughs> he's, uh, but but a bit of the con is gone. He's he's like seems to be sort of like warmed up a bit. Whereas yeah. it'd be nice yeah. if he went back to being slightly more of a. I mean, let's be honest. He was a bit of a jerk. <laughs> Well, yeah. We don't we don't see the jerk from the original movie much in the comics. So. Yeah, I, I do hear that dying three times can change a man. Um, so, Pshaw. you know, uh, after yeah. uh, that's that's the thing. After all these characters, you know, somebody like Peter, who's a skeptic and a cynic and whatever. But after all that he's been through, especially in the IDW comics, he's got to change a little bit, right? Like he, yeah. he's got to believe in certain yeah. things. He's got to, uh, you know have a, a, a bit rounder of an edge uh, on on certain things but yeah it's yeah well, uh, we'll see and and this will certainly change it as well so yeah um but anyway so uh so that we don't have to talk in in generalizations we i do i promise i know every time we talk about the idw comics i'm like we're gonna do a, a, a cyclotron we are going to do a cyclotron i promise it's it's coming and then we yep. can talk about all the specifics uh and just spoil it away. But until then, go out there and read it. It's uh, it's out there on shelves. It's in the uh, the digital store now, uh, and it's also up on the iTunes. If uh, you read the the iTunes books, uh, that's that's uh, accessible to you there as well. Um, all right, let's move on to um, let's. We've got some experiential stuff, uh, which is actually quite exciting. So, uh, Canadians, that's that's you, Chris, right? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, the, maybe. Maybe uh, of the eastern variety, the East Coast. Canadians, is that such a th- East Coast Canadians? Yeah, well, there's the Maritimes, uh, there's the uh, Quebecois, and the, there's like the PNWs. Is that you know? Is that Western, how you kind of Western Canada, and then there's Toronto. Okay, and then there's Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's who we're going to talk about is Toronto because they Toronto. They're the next. Uh, they're the chosen. They're the proud. They're the few. They're the ones that are going to get a new <laughs> void attraction. 
Um, I mean, it, it makes sense. Big, big city. Uh, to me, I think it's a little too close to New York. I'm like, come on guys, just spread your wings a little further West and help us out a little bit here, but uh, maybe Vegas. I don't know. Some, some place like in between. (laughs) Anyway, there are some people that are pretty stoked about it. So I hate to be, hate to be cynical. I'm sorry. So yeah. So, uh, Toronto, the rec room is this new, uh, void, uh, experience that they're setting up now. Ghostbusters Dimension will be a part of it. Um, they're also, I guess they're teaming with uh, the cinema that's there as well. They're going to put together some experiences and build some sets, and it sounds like it's going to be a whole lot of fun. One of those, kind of like they have the IMAX attractions here in, in Los Angeles, uh, where you can go in. They have the, uh, the the IMAX VR, where you can go in and be a Jedi, and you can uh, r- run uh, away from the boulder and Indiana Jones and that kind of thing. It sounds like they're putting together that virtual theme park uh, type of attraction. So right. it's very cool. It's unfortunate it's in Toronto for us because it's very far away, but uh, did see a lot of people out there on, on Twitter and Facebook that were, were super stoked about it. So that's that's nice. Well, there's more than enough fans out there that uh, uh, will get to take advantage of it. I mean, even... Um uh, Eastern uh, Canada there. It's, you know, it's a, a bit of a trip, but, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you could talk yourself into getting in the car for uh, a weekend uh, of driving. Yeah. Get away to Wally hang in World. Toronto yeah. for a day. Yeah. Um, exactly. and, and even though I know he's uh, not directly involved in their business ventures, uh, you know, Ivan Reitman, uh, Toronto's son. Uh, so it makes sense that, you know, he's, going to be out there for the Toronto <laughs> Film Festival. There's going to be the Ghostbusters attraction. Uh, it all comes yes, together. There's definitely a lot of synergy in Toronto. Yeah, That yeah. doesn't make me hate them any less. <laughs> However, logically, yeah, cold hard logic, I do understand. Yeah. Well, the good news is the Variety article that announced the opening of, of this, this center, <laughs> uh, they just casually drop in there that there will be dozens of centers opening in the coming months. So... Yeah. Um, numbers wise, this is the first kind of hint slash taste of their expansion that we've gotten. We know that they have been planning to expand. We just didn't know, is it going to be like four or five centers? Is it going to be a hundred? Is it going to be a thousand? Are they moving into every vacant blockbuster video that's still sitting for lease? Uh, <laughs> we don't well, know, but uh, no. at least dozens are coming. I suspect it's going to head back into the States for a while. Um, so I'm not holding my breath that it's going to show up in Vancouver uh, anytime in the next year and a half, minimum. I'm, I mean, you know, to me, a no-brainer, I feel like like Silicon Valley, like uh, San Jose, San Francisco, um, I feel like the void needs to sort of stake claim to some land there to, I don't know, stay competitive. I, I mean, I know their headquarters is in Utah, and, and they have a great... Uh, article up on their website as to why that's the case but you know because they're this fledgling tech company that's trying to forge new ground on these experiential centers uh, it makes sense to me that they would need to set up some sort of a remote shop or something in in you know northern california at least but yeah uh, i mean california is what is it like something insane, like a quarter of your population or something like, yeah, well, it's also, it's a quarter of the U U S uh, it's such a huge, <laughs> takes like eight hours to drive from here to, to the top yeah. of, of California. So, so it makes a certain amount of sense to plunk one into, you know, uh, uh North and South uh, California. That's, uh, why not Vegas though? You and I talked about yeah. this before and I, 
I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's in the next step. You know, they gave Canada a taste, and now they're going to head back. Well, actually, for all we know, they maybe. And now London. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, London could be next. I don't. Vegas is always weird because there, there used to be the um, what was the Sega? Was it just called Sega, Sega. Center or Sega World, Sega Land? I can't remember. But Sega. they they had their yeah exactly Sega. Uh, they. They had their whole like virtual arcade that they had set up, and that didn't really do well. And then um, somebody else tried to set up sort of a more digital type activity there. I don't. For some reason, Vegas it just doesn't it doesn't take off. um, For some reason, I guess maybe because it's not the family destination that it once was uh, in the '90s uh, into the early 2000s. But yeah, um, possibly. hmm. Who knows. Well, anyway, so uh, you knows? you can either set your sights for Toronto, or you could just go to Germany because Germany's got the Heide Park Resort, which uh, I don't. They, this video that they posted, Trio Tech, the company that made the ride, yeah, uh, it looks awesome. It's like a cross between Toy Story Mania and uh, the Indiana Jones Adventure, and it's the first we've kind of seen of the ride itself. That's not you know, tourist with his shaky uh, iPhone uh, out and you're just kind of reaching for the drama mean because you can't take the motion sickness that's uh, falling <laughs> upon you. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, the the theming of the ride, the ride itself, the little bit of video that you see where it looks like the screens that you're shooting uh, sort of wrap around you, which I know is one of the big complaints at Dubai that like the screens are tiny. You might as well be like staring at your uh, 60 inch flat screen TV and, and shooting the light gun on your Nintendo. It just yeah. it looked really small. This looks huge and impressive and they've built these sets and there's a thing that looks like the legends of the hidden temple from Nickelodeon at the beginning. And it looks, it looks pretty elaborate. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, it does look cool. Unfortunately, the more I think about it, the more I want to go, and that's not going to happen anytime soon. So yeah, Germany's—it's a tough, it's a destination vacation. But uh, now that said, in theory, I can fly to Germany cheaper than I can fly to Toronto. Pro tip of really? our Canada—it's ridiculously expensive to fly across our own country. Oh man. Uh, so, well, hey, all right. So we'll see you in Germany watch then. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, the cool news with this ride being open is we're now getting a little bit of uh, some insight, especially from all of the trade magazines, into what, what it took to actually build it. And some of the developers, they've uh, started doing interviews. And there was one uh, scruffy dog who, I guess, worked with uh, Trio Tech and the other couple a couple of companies that um, were responsible were for the, the ride. That, yeah, were they the ones that worked in the cinematics in it and did the that trailer? I think so. I think that they... That was released? Yeah, I so... Think. They, um, it, it sounds to me like they also worked on, cause the, the one, uh, interview that they have, it's on intergame online is where I found it. Uh, uh, they talked about, let's see, their company spokesman says studying the impressive visual styles and architecture of the Ghostbusters franchise was something our team worked heavily on with Merlin magic making. Who's the other partner in the early stages of the project blending various wooden styles, vibrant paint finishes, and weird and wonderful invention-like theming, we were able to quickly establish a vision for the land. So it's, it seems to me like Scruffy Dog also did some of the, the design for the theming and the queue and, and all of the the sort of atmosphere that they're building before you get onto the ride as well. Um, but uh, but very cool. I mean, it's it's all very sort of inside baseball, and it doesn't really get into details, but 
um, you know, for, for the, the German, uh, people that have hopefully been able to write it, uh, for our German fans out there. Uh, and I do know that there are quite a few of you cause we saw you guys at the opening of the, the ride itself. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty cool to kind of go behind the scenes of the ride that you've been on. And for us, it just tells us a little bit more about the ride that we can't go on because Germany is so far away. <sighs> and Dubai also very far away. They're all very far away, I guess is what I'm saying. But uh, so far away. Some, so so far away. So so far away. But hopefully there will be a void in our backyard soon. And then we can do Ghostbusters Dimension and you know, we'll have bragging rights. But uh at any rate, so yeah, the the theme park stuff looks very cool. Uh Chris, you and I I think it's safe to say we're pretty jealous. I feel like this is Just this is little. the theme park season, man. It's like it's ninety degrees outside. We're eating corn on the cob. It's almost the fourth yeah. of July down here. Uh this is it's like theme park time. So it only makes sense yeah. to go to Germany then and <laughs> go to a, an American theme style theme park. Anyway. <laughs> uh hey, so speaking of American, uh collecting coins. I didn't know that this was really still a, a thing. It's like my, my grandpa collected stamps and I, I met a stamp collector the other day and I thought, yeah. I didn't know that people still did that. That's all right. Good on you, man. That's, that's a cool, rare commodity. I don't know a lot of people, especially now that stamps, the forever stamps and the, the you just print them out from the machine and they're just so generic, but uh, good, good on you. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely changing. It has been for a while that, both coins and stamps have kind of turned into let's put it this way they started by being functional somebody then said that's awesome i'm going to collect them and once they started being collected somewhere along the line um all the the mints in the world uh that are businesses and have to stay going say you know uh we could just make special collectible ones um so every year you go to the post office and they'll have uh, – there's a great set. I think it was last year. It was like Haunted Canada. Oh, that's cool. But, and you could use them. They came in sheets. Like they're – most Canadian stamps now, I think almost all Canadian stamps, they're not lick kind. They're the sticker kind. Probably the same yeah. in the States. Yeah. So you get a sheet of these sticker stamps that you could use or you could just leave it alone and it's this wonderful little Yeah, you keep it on the sheet. package, right? Yeah. I, so I think the nature of it's somewhat cynically, I think it's changed compared to what it used to be for stamps. Well, sure. and the same for coins. Coins, like, yeah. Um, coins get made all the time. And at any given time, well, let's put it this way. <laughs> they're stamped and have a value. Um, now, when, say, for example, the, the Royal Canadian Mint stamps are really cool we do our the royal canadian uh, mint by the way does a crap load of awesome ones so we've had yeah. uh, uh remembrance day ones where they've actually stamped red poppies onto them uh, oh that's cool yeah the royal canadian mint tends to be at the head of the line of like minting technology so if there's a strange cool coin coming out uh there you go the royal canadian mint was i think right there in step if not first on the um uh england may have gotten ahead of us by a little bit but the the two the two tone tone two tone two tone turn the two tone coins yeah. our two knees have yeah. a uh have that a bronze ring bronze yeah, yeah. those are Center, cool I like those uh, silver yeah things like that it's always doing stuff like that those remembrance day ones for example cool as they are they went into circulation 
like so that's one way so guys run out and they grab and try to get them as nice and shiny as possible and squirrel them away you're collecting them just like coins have always been collected the other thing that is done is they're like and here's the special commemorative i don't know william shatner collector's (laughs) coin a canadian you know a canadian one dollar piece with william shatner on it and you're like great i'll have it and they'll be like that'll be 25 dollars it's like it's a dollar i see how this goes yeah Yeah. doesn't go into circulation in theory you could go spend it for one dollar it is a a, a, it is coin of the realm. Uh, however, nobody will because they pay twenty five bucks. Yeah, exactly. Go, Why would you do that? Nobody's going to go stick it in the Coke machine to, because they're that thirsty. So, I mean, you could really need a Coke. Like uh, there are people is, that want their diet Coke. Which is the long walk around the block to get back to where we are now. Which is to say that is it Australia's? Uh, I'm the not Royal sure. Australian mint. Uh, Tuvalu is what you. That what you is the country that is. Tuvalu is the country that it is issued for, huh. uh, and that's that's the cynical next step. It's one thing for Canada to go, "Here's our uh, William Shatner dollar coin. Give us ten bucks." It's the next thing when these mints go, "We have downtime. Let's go find some little country and say, listen, we want to like make some money, so." <laughs> Because, like, who in Tuvalu cares about Ghostbusters? It's similar to the, uh, you know, 10 years ago or whatever that uh, Czechoslovakia or someplace issued Ghostbusters stamps. Oh, you yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. Which I have. That's like, right. I bought them, and they're here somewhere. And, again, that was that was the early days of testing the waters of get some country that doesn't give a hmm. crap to make a thing that'll appeal to nerds in, you know, the Western world and sell it to them at a premium. And so that uh, they can say that it's real currency <laughs> then, is that the purpose behind it? So that they can be like, Hey, the, the, yeah. uh, Rorotongan mint has, uh, given us permission to make all of these dollar coins and, Oh, okay. So it's real currency. It's an actual coin. Basically. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That's what it comes down to. It's a, it's a, it's an actual coin versus, you know, just you know, commemorative coins or whatever. Like, yeah. uh, I have, I have the one they made for Ghostbusters two here somewhere. That was an actual minted one. I don't think it's Coin of the Realm though, because it has Ghostbusters on both sides, and I don't think it says the United States, but it does have a silver value stamped into it. Oh, but man. that's yeah, that's like that... the ones you see on TV where they're commemorative coins. They're not Coin of the Realm, but yeah. at that point, what you're doing is you're buying. You're you're now a silver speculator, and they've stamped you know um, I don't Adventure Time on it. <laughs> you weren't going to you weren't going to be a silver uh, collector uh, uh, or, or enter the silver market or the precious metals market until they stamped SpongeBob on it. Yeah, and you and, went, yes, yeah. I'll take three. Oh, so man. Um, uh, well, that's uh, so I, it's, that's interesting. I mean, I I think I would rather. If you I, say so. <laughs> well, I mean, I th- like the the New York City Ghostbusters. When we saw them at the at the premiere, they had the cool little challenge coins that they uh, gave us. Which I, there's, I've got mine uh, in my nightstand yeah. drawer, so I don't lose it. It's it's such a cool thing. Um, I I feel like I'd rather have those types of like, oh, you know, I I I met these people and I got a coin from them, or I went to this place and I got the 
You yeah. Know, when you when you go to Universal Studios and you can put the penny in and you uh, uh, turn the crank and it gives you it like smashes your penny into King Kong like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, those are the last tier, which is those are souvenir coins. Right, the souvenir coins. I feel like I, I feel like I'd like yeah. those better than the like hey pay five hundred dollars for a rare. Uh, yeah. Star Trek The Next Generation coin. Well, okay, that's cool, I guess. I mean, Winston's not even on this coin. Why? <laughs> yes, yeah. which which comes up as it's always come up. Uh, 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 you know, where's Winston? Winston can't get a break. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how big that coin is, but two things. A, Path of least resistance, and this has come up time and time again. When they're handed off art resources, yeah, they just take what's there. It's the one sheet. We, it's the same one sheet that's been used and as we, everywhere. Yeah, as, yeah, as we pointed out before, contractually, Ernie Hudson just wasn't going to be on the poster. But that's just how it was. Yeah. Uh, and so when you get your art package, yeah, more often than not, it's the three, and Winston's left out. Uh, it sucks. Uh, yeah. But, I don't know what sucks worse that he's left the ones where he's left out or the ones where they try to put him in and it's just horrible. So I don't, yeah. I, I don't really know. But, uh, and the, the, the flips, the, the second point is, is that coin's small. I don't know how many figures you can put on there that, so I think at the end of the day, some guy, again, somebody who doesn't give a crap about Ghostbusters the same way we do, but rather sees it as a, you know, the, it's part of a business adventure thing. Yeah. Looks at it and goes, Four is too small. Use the poster there with the three of them. That's fine. Like, there's no thought as to who to put in, who put out. They just grab what what they think fills the coin best, and away yeah. it goes. It's so. interesting that they went with putting the actors because they could have just as easily put the no ghost logo on there. And I would have done that, and yeah. I think it would sell way better, frankly. But at the end of the day, I haven't we haven't seen the other side of the coin. Yeah. I'm assuming if it's it is a Tuvalu coin, and they say it's a dollar, so Tuvalu's. I'm going to look up Tuvalu and find out what they're like. Is are they a British protectorate or something? Or I don't know. Polynesian island located in the Pacific Ocean, halfway between Hawaii and oh yeah, like this is just in the. So I wonder if they're the using U.S. currency then. Uh, they may be on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, Demonym Tuvaluan. Okay, great. Thanks. Um. Oh, currency, Tuvaluan dollar, Australian dollar. So oh, it's ha. which would explain why the Austra- well Australian mint is um, is doing it. Got the it. dollar is the currency of Tuvalu from sixty six seventy. Yeah, until seventy six, they officially used the Australian dollar. So I'm assuming this must be akin to. Yeah, they say the similar to the Faroese krona and its relationship to the Danish krone. Uh, it's not an independent currency, but a variation of the Australian dollar. I'm assuming this is much the same way the difference between the British pound and the Scottish pound. They are both the same thing, but kind of different. Does that make any same, sense? Same, but different. Yeah. Yeah. What do they call it? Not an independent currency. So the Scottish pound is not traded on its own. It's it's its value is linked mm. to the, uh, the the British pound, but they call it the Scottish pound because... Uh, the Scottish uh, got their way on that, and we'll talk to them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know a lot of Scotsmen. It's fine. Let them have it. Just don't fight but, it. Just let them have it. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's what it is. It's, it's, it, they point out it's too tiny. There's no. 
it's so tiny there's no central monetary institution or a central yeah. bank so it's literally it's linked to it has its own government that's fine you can do that small population islands and stuff like that can have their own governments but they're usually somehow uh linked any number of ways treaty money uh, you name it to some other country and, and now they're being exploited for <coughs> fan purposes for fan purposes congratulations yeah, right tuvalu you've officially made it into the uh, ghostbusters oh. lore yeah it says right here tuvalu and dollar central bank reserve bank of australia mint the royal australian mint hey it's those guys from the oh, press release oh that's all coming <laughs> together no. but and this is why i looked it up is because uh they can't put the no ghost logo on the other side why because the queen's there. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yes. So heads and tails. Uh, so that's that's what I've been saying the other side. We just know that it's going to have that. All right. It's well, going to be the queen. Yes. Can I, so here's can I ask you a really stupid question here? The the color could they put could they put ecto goggles on the queen? I wish that would no. be <laughs> rad. That would be unbelievably <laughs> no. cool. Uh, but the the photos that we've seen of this coin, it, it all shows that that heads uh, piece in color. That's just a mock-up, right? They're not going to actually print these. They're not going to print color into the actual coins, are they? Oh, no. They're probably going to print the... Yeah. Oh. Uh, I did mention to you we've been color, printing color on the uh, yeah, Canadian coins, yeah. right? So. I just I feel like, again, same thing. I feel like it would be cooler if it was just, you know, pressed, like a mold pressed into the silver, but... It's whatever they think the market hmm. is right now. I'm with you. Like, if they... Actually, in the... <laughs> cynical time if you have the embossed one that you're talking about yeah yeah that requires art time that somebody technically has to sculpt that if uh, you know i guess I'm that's true about. yeah you can't just even, mock even, it up and then print it out yeah even these days that means a guy at a computer in the old days it meant literally have you ever seen how they used to make the coins and well, then i'm sure they had down? to like sculpt it and then create a die and stuff everything from it right they used to sculpt them and they'd be like dinner plate plus size like they would be huge plates that they would sculpt because it's easier to work big and then they have these reducing arms that it would just it it was a a pin on a a spring and uh they would they would turn the uh, the plate with the art on it and this pin would move up and down the contours and then it would slowly move in and move up and down the contours and it went through all these reducing gears etc to a tiny little carving pin that was carving the tiny version Hmm. that was then used to make the the stamp sort of thing so but these days it's uh i'm sure it's all like like laser cut yeah what have you done i feel uh, yeah we've we've discovered a whole new side to you here like your your coin (sighs) knowledge i i i had no idea this is like a very it's a one sentence thing on the rundown i'm like oh my god we've been talking about this for like 20 minutes I think honestly that comes from being a Canadian because I'm not kidding over, especially like more and more, it's accelerating all the time. Going back to the issuing of the, the loony. Yeah. Yeah. Canadians have, we've been, you know, the news is every time we put out a new something, we're right there and we hear all about it. Like, uh, much with our plastic money, you have moved to plastic yet, but we're all about our, our plastic dollars. Oh yeah. We're like, woo. Well, we're we're always trying to plastic money. I I remember like as a as a high school kid going on a on a trip with my dad down the Alcan Highway, and we stopped in at this place. Uh, it was like a batting cage, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, batting cage just cost a loon," and my dad's like, "Excuse me, what? Go, come again?" Uh, and that was my introduction to the loon, the old loony, the loony, um, uh, and then the toonie, and then there's a article 
uh, we've done what you haven't done because you guys are embracing tradition and willing to pay for it in more we, ways than one. What <laughs> we di- we ditched the penny. We adopted that European system of ditch the penny because, given that most people do everything digitally, right? Yeah. Either use your debit card or you know Apple Tap or credit card or whatever. If you're doing electronic, it'll still run the you know the the penny values. If you're paying in cash, they'll round up or down. Yeah. And the idea being that over time, that yes, sometimes you're rounding up and quote unquote losing a penny here and there. It's also rounding down, and over time it works out, and you're not out much, and more likely you could also be uh, not more likely, but equally likely you could be up by whatever fifty cents. End of the year, you're up a buck, whatever. Yeah, you give a penny, you take a penny. It's that sort of thing. So <laughs> somebody put, and it's it saves money. Like pennies are a losing proposition. They cost a lot to make and maintain, and I think the the last was pointed out. It's like five cents per penny like it's just ridiculous right and somebody was pointing out well it's probably time that we maybe do the same thing with the nickel that'll be a hard sell but he's also saying you know we could probably move the five dollar bill to a coin too you're just everybody you're just uh you're promoting inflation that's all you guys are doing Uh, we don't need five cents we don't need ten (laughs) cents just make it more expensive it's got nothing to do with it no because it would work the same way round up round down uh, actually, what it is, we're heading in the direction of the... Well, okay, you, you ready for the sinister plan? Yes. Yeah, hit me. All right. Uh, it's back on the books. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's not as exciting as it sounds, but it's back on the books that Canadians can duel one another. I don't know if you read that. Wait. But that was in wait, the news recently. What? Really? Yeah. Like, it's, I like demand I said, satisfaction. It's basically, it sounds great as a headline. It's not what you think. But for now, let's just pretend it is. And then, and then add in a world where uh, we move uh, all of our low denominations to coin, one, two, and five. So the bulk of what you carry around is in this coin form. Well, after a while, that's a lot in your pocket. You get yourself a leather pouch. So now you live in a world where you can walk into a bar and literally throw a leather pouch on oh, the cool. bar with a satisfying clink to buy a drink. And if somebody uh, you know jostles you and spills your beer, you pull out your sword and uh, you run them through. <laughs> I like the direction so, we're heading in. I like that we were talking about how progressive <laughs> Canada is and how ahead of everything there. And now we're talking about, guys, it would be so awesome to go back and throw the leather pouch onto the bar and get the, the mead. And uh, I, uh, cool. I have a friend who ages ago uh, wrote a piece for a newspaper pointing out that, you know, maybe we should heavily crack down on guns, but totally open the floor to long swords. Yeah. Uh, because you know what, nobody's been accidentally been shot in a uh, in a sword fight. <laughs> isn't there isn't there a show on that's a, that's about that exact thing right now? It's like uh, guns guns have been outlawed, but everybody carries a sword. Oh, I don't know. Is there? Oh, that's fantastic. Man. I think like it's on AMC. More. And uh, if if somebody's out there listening, uh, yeah, hit hit me with oh, a correction. Is it? Like it sounded like the, the wasteland greatest... or something like that. Yes, or yes. Bushland or something like that. It's on Netflix. We I don't have AMC, but I think it's on Netflix as well. Into the, the Badlands. Talk... Into oh, the Badlands. Thank That's you, one. Magic Rectangle, for telling me everything I need to know. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea for a show that I've never seen. Um, there we go. But anyway, uh, so yeah. So long hey, there's story a coin. Short, coming... There's a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, slow news week, Chris. What can you say? Uh, yeah, we're not quite sure what it's gonna, uh, 
it's going to cost. But in theory, almost all of these you can go online direct to the mint. They'll have a nice store, and yeah. you can just buy one. If you're if you're coin collector, make sure you pick it up because it's again. Uh, I, I feel like it's a rarity that there's actually Ghostbusters coins plates like this. This type of collectible doesn't really seem like we get that often. So uh, if you are if you are into that, uh, go go check that out. Um, I think that man, that's everything on the rundown. Is that true? Maybe. Huh. All right. Well, we're done. Well, good night, everybody. That's the yeah. end. Of the... Wandered off. Where's your rundown here? Yeah, that's the end of it. Uh, so, you seen any good movies lately, Chris? I. Uh... <laughs> I've been trying to catch up. <laughs> uh, what did I watch? Last Train to Busan. I've that's not ghosts, but that's zombies. That's like, yeah, it's close. I recommend it though. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, oh, you know what we should can can and should talk about uh, some, yes. something that happened just as we were going to record tonight. Uh, the Yes Have Some guys uh, have an interview uh, with Will oh, yes. Deutschendorf, uh, talk talking about his brother Hank, um, and and it it literally he just put it up as we are recording. Uh, Craig had a one on one conversation with him, so I I haven't heard it yet, but. Um, I think it's you know it's it's fantastic that he's already talking about it. I, I think this is still a, a relatively new thing that he's probably having to deal with. So uh, you know the the fact that he's able to to talk to a fan podcast is uh, probably helping him heal, helping him grieve, uh, and especially uh, after listening yeah. to that that interview with uh, the Cross the Streams guys, uh, it seems like he has a lot of fun with interviews. It seems like he was the one that did the, the majority of the talking in the Cross the Streams uh, interview. So. Yeah, well, it's twofold. Um, it seems very much like the Deutschendorf family is really processing their grief by channeling it into uh, raising money for and awareness. I think, I, like I said, I'm only about ten minutes. In. It's half an hour episode. I'm only ten minutes in, and uh, besides uh, some reminiscing, uh, the main point is about talking about uh, mental health awareness. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff that. You know, sharing what they went through over the last 10 years, like stuff early on that they didn't see and realized later was an indicator and yeah. uh, stuff they had to deal with along the way and all this sort of thing. And, um, you know, and it's a lot to process because at the end of the day, they were there for him and, you know, it was it was a known issue and he was dealing with it as best he could. And it still, you know, ended tragically. Yeah. So, um so I, and the other thing to bear in mind too is we found out kind of uh, after the fact. If that makes any sense? Like well after the fact that, that he was struggling with this. You mean that he was no having a problem that that he, that he had passed. It was oh not yeah. A, yeah, it was not a true. same day, next day, a few days later. It was the family had their initial uh, time when you wouldn't expect them to yeah. have to deal with that. You know, publicly do anything and then again part of what i heard in the podcast was that they then consciously made the effort to make that post um, um i did kind of skip around a bit just to see how much i could see how much you could get it yeah and will specifically wanted to credit uh, uh hank's girlfriend and his family and all that for he did a you know he kind of sat down and and you know let it all pour out and then invited everybody else to come in and help him kind of you know, what am I missing? What could be better? Mm. So it was very much a family and loved ones uh, thing, but that big long post that we saw. So oh, by cool. the time that had come out, 
which was a week ago now, they had already hit, you know, they had, they had stumbled through some of the early grief and were in a, a space that they could reach out publicly to talk about it. Uh-huh. And now it's okay. a week, it's a week later and Will is now that much further along and determined and prepared to, again, speak openly, not just write something, but speak to it. So, oh, that makes sense. Um, well, I'm- everybody, yeah, hit yes, have some. It just went up today as a special, special episode. Yeah, certainly. I I can't wait to listen to it. Uh, that'll be the first thing I listen to first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, drive driving yes. into work. That's going to be a good conversation to listen to. So, uh, <laughs> hit hit up the yes, have some guys, and and that'll be great. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers! I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at four seven zero two four two four seven four two. That's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Prince is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters. Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right. Well, uh, it, uh, short rundown, uh, fairly short episode. Um, but next week we do have we're coming up on the first anniversary of uh, Answer the Call, and uh, uh-huh. we do we do have some retrospective plans uh, in the works. So that's that's going to be a fun episode. But uh, until then, uh, any final thoughts, Chris? Um, I actually spend the days leading up to a recording trying to think of some, <laughs> trying to get something out, and then I have some. And then I kind of forget them about them later. Can I ask It'll you? Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Are you? Sure. Uh, how are your role-playing game plans right now? Because I know you've been preparing for uh, a game or two. Uh, have, yeah. have you made any progress? Yeah, progressing. But the the main problem is that we're heading into our uh, Patriot long weekend, just like you. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Ghostbusters of British Columbia will be. Uh, repping for charity uh, and for Fan Expo Vancouver uh, at the down down at Canada Place uh, just before the fireworks. So Saturday, oh, nice. part of Saturday, I'll be down there with the gang. Um, we'll have a table, and we'll be uh, we got some awesome uh, Canadian Ghostbusters stickers to to kind of hand out for charity. Oh man, that's uh, awesome! Yeah, and then I'll retreat back to. Uh, to uh, the, the 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 small boonie town where Secret Studio North is, because uh, we uh, our, this little township also has a fireworks thing, which is great. Because I hate having to drive forty minutes in and fight traffic and people to sit in a huge crowd, watch some fireworks, and, and then, then sit in the crowd everybody. again. Yeah. yeah, and forty minutes home and toddlers in the back seat just cranky and tired and i'm like mm, <laughs> that doesn't sound we'll... like fun yeah that does not sound like fun. i may still have to sit with a crowd and fight them but at least when it's over i can be home in five minutes nice. so excellent yeah um right, so there you go so then uh, role-playing game uh, eventually but uh I, 
I'm looking forward yeah. to uh, hearing how that progresses because you're, yeah. you're writing your own scenario, right? You're I am, putting, yes. yeah, you're putting together a I little ghost a... mastering there. <laughs> I wanted to come up with a um, a scenario that's a good uh, getting your feet wet, working out the kinks before uh, you throw every, especially people who are new to the game and people like myself who are, I haven't I haven't ghost mastered a game in ages, so. It'd be good to find one that's simple, premise-wise, and offer a lot of action and fun, so we can get everybody uh, used to the mechanics, and I can you know, knock the the rust off my brain. Nice. And, uh, yeah, if it turns out, uh, if it goes well, I may just write it up and kick it out to the world. Send it to people. people to yeah. Use. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll keep to nudging you. Yeah. Yeah, keep nudging me. Uh, although you have twigged. Uh, there, there's one of the things I thought of a couple of days ago. Uh, Ghostbusters Res- Resurrection is on hiatus. Yeah, unexpected hiatus. Unexpected hiatus, which is a bummer because their li- their most recent episodes have been a whole lot of fun. Yeah, they're six or seven episodes into quote unquote the season. I think it's a their third third season. Yeah, third season. Uh, and of course, their Ghostmaster is also their recording engineer slash their editor slash producer and slash sound designer. Guy, and, yeah. yeah, sound designer. Uh, and hey, it happens. He's uh, got a day job. Uh, day job trumps all. Yeah. Uh, so real Sad life true. intruded, and they basically pointed out, you know, this is. They even and the, you know they're uh, just very forthcoming about it. It's on hold. It will come back. Just you know, relax. Um, yeah. And, and it gives people that have not been keeping up a, a chance to catch up and, and get back to where they yes. are on this uh, Halloween uh, storyline, which has been a lot of fun to listen to. But uh, Yeah, that'd be a good time for them to maybe, like, he can work things out for the next few months and then jump back in in the middle of this Halloween scenario. Yeah, exactly. It comes back on Halloween. That You know uh, what? I think this is on purpose. <laughs> now that you mention that, they're doing this on purpose. <laughs> no. They also pointed out, like, they knew the first thing people would ask because... Uh, they're on the the Nerdy Show uh, network. There is it Nerdy Show Network. Yeah, or Nerdy the... Show Network. I think. Yeah. yeah. And they do a lot of you know, Patreon and uh, charity, not charity drive, but uh, donations. Yeah. Hey, it takes money to run. So they have a lot of you know good followers that are would naturally say, "Well, can we throw more money at you?" And they just said, "I mean, yeah, we could find somebody else to edit it, but it's kind of being filtered through." <laughs> <laughs> the one guy we've yeah. got somebody else to do it it would just not yeah it would they be also the same. pointed out yeah um i think the best thing is that when it does come back i suspect it'll be regular oh yeah uh, because they'll have yeah like more fast and furious right now it's it's uh it was coming out every month and a half roughly yeah, something ish. like that yeah ish this time they can lock it in. Uh, you know, they might ro- they might crank it out every two weeks or something, which is a delicious way to then you know, we all love it and new people you know can really kind of binge on it and get really yeah. hooked on it. All because they pointed out they're they're still playing the game and they're still recording it. It just cannot. It's just be all the post production. Yeah. All the post production is, yeah. is on hold. So, um, well, go. I mean, it's a great excuse to go catch up on that. Uh, some some yeah. great Ghostbusters related content out there uh, outside of the Crossrip that we highly recommend. Uh, you know, the Resurrection guys. Yes, have some. The I was there too podcast. Uh, the Canon podcast. All these things that we talk about. They're they're a whole lot of fun. So go go give those a listen. But uh, we'll be back next week. We're, we're certainly going to be here next Monday uh, in your ear holes, which is going to be a lot of fun. 
stay stay tuned for that uh, answer the call retrospective uh, f- fun things it'll be interesting to go back and and reminisce uh, on events last year and also kind of our thoughts on the movie uh one year later which i'm, I'm highly looking forward to chris so yeah yeah until then everybody see you on the other side Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. This could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to love it. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird.